This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Ah, guys, there's magic in the air. Can you feel it? Our story today has a bit of magic in it. Did you know that not every elf works at the North Pole? It's true. Some elves are self-employed. Freelance. Some elves do much less exciting, but no less important work, helping tiny people just like you. My guest today is an elf named Tanya. What, you didn't think an elf could be named Tanya? Anyway, problem is, Tanya is shy around microphones. She's embarrassed about what she calls her squeaky elf voice. Personally, I like her voice. But she's very strong-willed, and she's not having it. So I asked Tanya before she came to my studio to draw some pictures of what a typical day looks like for her. Turns out, she doesn't have a typical day. All right, let's see what you got here, Tanya. Looks like the first drawing is of a dog. Tanya, is this you here? Okay. Are you... Are you getting fleas off this dog? Oh, man. That looks hard. Okay, let's look at the next one. In this picture, Tanya's acting as a judge in some sort of cooking contest. That looks really fun. All right, this last picture. Oh, I can't figure out what this means. Can you whisper it in my ear? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In this last one, Tanya is refereeing a game of Nablibagen. It's some type of sport very popular among elves, kind of like soccer. Wow, so you really are doing all sorts of interesting stuff. Our story today features an elf kind of like Tanya. Let's see what happens in our story. Andre and the Elf. Remember, there are no pictures, so you'll have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. Andre liked to do things himself. When he turned two, The first sentence he uttered was, Andre do. He uttered it many times a day. When Andre turned three, he tore off his diaper, marched over to the potty, and declared, Me do it myself. When Andre was three and a half, he climbed a tree. When Andre was three and three quarters, He took over feeding the cat, watering the flowers in springtime, setting the table for dinner, brushing the dog's teeth, and pouring milk into his cereal. When Andre was four, he made his bed, vacuumed the rugs, made his own sandwiches, color-coded the bookshelves, retrieved drinks for his parents, shampooed his own hair, brought in the groceries, replaced the toilet paper roll when it ran out, loaded and unloaded the dishwasher, and planted and weeded the vegetable garden. Every step of the way, if anyone made a move to help Andre, he reminded them rather firmly, I do it myself. Still, Andre wasn't satisfied. 
There were things his parents simply would not allow him to do, no matter how sternly he insisted he was capable. Things like cooking eggs, making coffee, and drinking it. Driving the family car looked easy enough. Chopping fruits and vegetables, not just bananas. Mowing the lawn and cutting his own hair. Andre thought it came out artistic-looking when he did it that one time. Andre couldn't begin to understand why he was allowed to use a stool to get the applesauce out of the cupboard, but he was not allowed to climb a ladder to wash the second-floor windows. I can't wait to be a teenager, he muttered. One morning, Andre woke up to find a very curious thing had happened overnight. The night before, Andre had fallen asleep thinking of all the things he'd accomplish in the morning. Things like making himself toast, organizing his superhero costumes, and putting stamps on the mail to be sent out that day. But when Andre reached the kitchen, his toast was already there looking positively picturesque on his favorite yellow plate. Hmm, his parents must have done this. He ran upstairs, but when he got to their door, he could hear them snoring. Very peculiar. Andre went back to his room. In the closet, he found his superhero costumes perfectly organized. He ran downstairs to the shelf by the door where they kept the mail. All the envelopes already had stamps. Inconceivable. Andre was feeling mad, but it was a little hard to be mad without knowing who to be mad at. After breakfast, Andre glanced around suspiciously as he pulled on his shoes. Then he looked down at his feet and saw something flash by so fast, he wasn't sure he'd seen anything at all. But the Velcro straps that had been sticking out to the sides of his shoes were now pressed precisely where they needed to go. (gasps) How dare this mysterious someone do all the things I've been planning to do, he thought. Andre waited patiently for his dad to appear downstairs for breakfast. When he did, Andre approached him. Someone, or something, has been helping me with everything. Oh, Flumberton must have arrived. What's a Flumber? Oh, uh, Flumberton is the elf we hired to help us out for a few days. Andre, your mom and I are overwhelmed. It was either this or Instacart. Andre was confused. An elf? Let's see if I can get him in here to introduce you to. Flumberton. 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 Quick as a blink, a small bearded elf appeared. He came up to Andre's knee. With no preamble at all, Flumberton launched into what sounded like a highly rehearsed speech. 
Flemberton Cabbage Smith, at your service. I help those who can be bothered to say my name, Flemberton, three times in a day. All others can see my lengthy list of elves who are skilled at painting doors, installing shelves, polishing boots till they shine with a gloss, teaching your youngsters how to floss, baking lint off sweaters that are beginning to pill, clipping your toenails if the chore makes you ill. You'll find referrals on my list for most any task, but if you want me, you just need to ask, say, Flumberton, three times in an Earth's rotation, and I swiftly make your needs my vocation. Andre opened his mouth to speak, but apparently Flumberton was not finished. I am handy with a lock. I fix windows, no sweat. I can tune a piano, feed a pet. I can help a sick person into her bed. I can sew a fine suit made of quality thread. I can shear a sheep, calm a hostile cat. I can settle disputes with the tip of Dad, I can Andre interrupted, whispering. Uh, Flumberton, thank you so much for coming. Flumberton stopped abruptly, as though he were surprised they were still there. He glanced at Andre's dad with anticipation. Uh, today we were thinking you could walk Andre to school for us. Flumberton slipped Andre's backpack over his shoulders before he could protest. Then Flumberton opened the front door so Andre could leave for school. Andre always opened the door all by himself. Andre grumbled to himself as he walked outside, the elf by his side. Bye, Andre, his dad called. Bye, Dad. Good grief, Andre muttered. After school, Flumberton was there to pick him up. The other parents were impressed. They asked Flumberton for his email address. Flumberton began his spiel again. I am handy with a lock, I fix windows, no sweat. I can tune a piano, feed a pet. I can help a sick person into her bed. I can sew a fine suit made of quality thread. Andre rolled his eyes and pulled Flumberton away with him towards home. Email me. Text works too. Either way, I'll appear to help you. Flumberton stuttered as he hustled to catch up with Andre. Andre practically ran the entire way home so he could open the door by himself. He raced to the kitchen and made his own snack. Flumberton appeared magically by the fridge and began reaching for the milk, but Andre was too quick for him. The rest of the afternoon went the same way. Andre vacuumed the rugs before Flumberton could get to them, and he took out the recycling. He even packed his snack for school the next day. Flumberton finally gave up and went off to do more unusual jobs like polishing doorknobs and knitting a sweater for the dog. The next day went pretty much the same way. Andre fell into bed both nights completely exhausted from racing Flumberton to do all the jobs in the house. On the third and final day, Flumberton again picked Andre up from school and Andre ran home. I don't need that elf, he said to himself. Andre got to work setting out his clothes for the following day, using an old toothbrush to clean the bathroom tile grout, cleaning the fish tank, emptying the dishwasher, dusting all the umbrellas, and watering the begonias. After doing all this, Andre lay down on the couch, exhausted. He could hear Flumberton fiddling around in the basement, organizing tools. Andre realized he'd forgotten to eat his afternoon snack, and he felt very hungry. 
he went into the kitchen and got himself some popcorn. The popcorn was yummy. The popcorn was buttery. Little bits of popcorn stuck to Andre's hands after he was done eating it. Andre went to the sink and stepped onto his stool. He tried to turn on the tap, but his buttery hands couldn't get a good grip. Andre tried over and over again. Andre lifted his foot as high as he could, but it couldn't reach the faucet. Andre felt very silly. Andre went to the pantry to get a dish towel to put over his hand so he could turn on the faucet, but he couldn't turn the pantry doorknob with his buttery hands. Andre grumbled. Finally, Andre gave up. He whispered, Flumberton, Flumberton, Flumberton. It didn't matter that Andre had just whispered. Flumberton heard him, and there he was, ready to help. As Flumberton looked at Andre expectantly, Andre thought to himself, Flumberton will probably laugh at me and my buttery hands. Flumberton will probably shake his head and say, I knew you couldn't do things yourself. Flumberton will probably not even help me because I've never let him help me before. Andre simply held up his useless hands and looked at the sink. Flumberton took the hint. He turned on the faucet and pumped soap onto Andre's hands. Andre washed his hands and dried them. Thanks, Andre said, bracing himself. Flumberton only smiled. You're very welcome. I'm happy to help. Hey, Andre said. You didn't rhyme. Oh, oh, I only do that when I'm nervous, Flumberton said. Oh. Hey, Flumberton, I haven't brushed the dog's teeth today. Do you want to help me? A smile crossed Flumberton's face. That would be delightful. Okay, Tanya, what did you think of the story? Oh, she's scribbling something. Okay, it says, Thank you for writing a story about an elf like me. Tanya, I'm glad the story meant so much to you. I think all elves, holiday elves, Santa's workshop elves, elves on shelves, they're all just great. In researching for this story, I actually wrote an email to an elf advocacy group asking why some elves might want to be self-employed. And this is what I got back. Dear Rhea, One may wonder why we work for ourselves. After all, we are elves. But at a work party not long ago, we sat together all in a row. What if, we mused as we glanced at our plates, we could be self-employed elves, elves that do not stay up late, elves that get up at a decent hour, that don't end their days feeling sour, elves that get plenty of sleep and time to rest, and only take jobs that seem like the best. So that is what we decided to do. Since then, we've worked for ourselves, 
as truly independent elves. Sincerely, Malcolm, Lincoln, Wesley, Penelope, John, Evelyn, and Eloise. Oh, thank you guys. That really helped me figure out Flumberton's motivations. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. If you're enjoying the show, I'd love to hear from you. Your emails and your Facebook messages totally make my day, and they remind me why I'm doing this in the first place. You can always reach me on Facebook or by email at Rhea at littlestoriestinypeople.com. I'll be sharing more and more of your artwork and comments, so please reach out to me if you'd like to share a photo of your artwork or tell me what you think of the show. Also, I am still working on the picture book. It's taking me a little more time than I'd hoped, but it's going to be worth the wait. If you'd like to see your child's name hidden in the back of the book, go to littlestoriestinypeople.com and sign up for the email newsletter. As always, thank you so much for listening in.